Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. And I'd like to be the first to welcome Trevor Bauer, Bauer to the Orioles. Mm. We'll get into that in a little bit. We don't need to jump into sports talk right away. Yeah, because I was going to say about 10 other teams are starting that same exact way. Yes, and Trevor is making sure that he kisses up to every town on Twitter while he's doing this. Yeah. While he's going on his tour. You have a better memory than me when turns of childhood. But I was working on something tonight, and I don't recall ever doing this before. Did, Did we ever, did I ever, you probably are more likely to be into this than I was. But did we? Did I ever do a Lego set? You know, where you buy one of those boxes of Legos and a set and put it together. No. Here's the difference. Yeah. When we were kids, they had Legos. Yeah. And you would have to use your imagination. Yeah. Now for the younger kids, they are puzzles, and they come with instruction booklets that you got to follow. Yeah. No, we never had Lego kits. We had here's a bucket of Legos. Yeah, exactly. So we built things. Way, way more creative, but we'd never had instructions what we built. Yeah, I don't even really remember playing with Legos all that much. I remember more Lincoln Logs and action figures. Yes, but. we had a lot of Lincoln Logs, too. But, Which, but why don't you have Lincoln Logs for Silas? He would love Lincoln Logs. He would love Lincoln Logs, I know. Yeah. Well, Mandy. I got him his first Lego set tonight. All right, I'll tell Mandy. When's his birthday? Yeah, I don't know. All right, we'll get him Lincoln Logs for Christmas. He doesn't have a Facebook account yet, so I have no idea when his <laughs> birthday is and no way to find out. Right, right, right. But no, right, we we'll, went to the mall. Unless they're now, if, if Lincoln Logs are like jacked up as some like antique, super expensive thing now, I'm not getting them for him. Well, Josh, let me tell you about Legos. No, I went Legos to the Lego store and I was like, dude, is this like Lego? Is this for the set or is this for the entire store? Because. Right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, my girls got into, like, the Lego Friends, which is the girl version of, like, okay. Legos. So we've definitely gone down that path of, of spending 50 bucks for a kit so that you can have a pool and a little tiki bar. Yeah, like, mine was 25 bucks, and it was just it was the cheapest thing in the store, a little um, airport um, setup. But it was our first Lego set we did together, so it was a lot of fun. I had to... Silas and I are not getting along lately. We're still continuing our competition of who can get up earlier. And and we both try to beat the other person. And he was ticked this morning because this morning I woke up at like 445 because I had some work to do this morning. And so he woke up at 5, came out of his room real quiet because, you know, he's with his sister and, and walked right to our room. And I was sitting in the office and I said, oh, hey, Silas. And he looked at me. He got so mad. <laughs> Why were you? What are you always well, doing up? You should be still sleeping. And so, you know, we got he, into wait, it. Wait, did he say that? He said, why are you up? <laughs> does, he, wait, does he really get angry that you get up before him? Yeah, he likes to come in and wake me up. Like, that's as he likes, he likes it. And I hate it. <laughs> and so I always try to beat it, beat, wait, wait, wake up first. And so we have this competition of who can wake up earlier. Which uh, probably isn't good because it's pushing his wake time even right, earlier. Right. Well, it'll mean, hopefully it means he's going to bed earlier, though. Mm, he went to bed no. early last night. Or, he or did. takes he was a tired. nap or something? No, he doesn't take naps, I know. But... Uh, today I took him, and he probably will wake up uh, in the middle of the night tonight because we went to the mall. We walked into the Hall- Sp- Halloween Spirit, you know, the little pop-up Halloween yeah. stores. Yeah, did you scare him? You, you walk right into the front store of that thing. You open the door to see a 10-foot clown, Pennywise, blood dripping uh-huh. out of his mouth. I'm going to have nightmares about that thing. Right yeah. when you walk in, there's no, like, what? warning. No, they've got two. Those stores go in two directions. Really scary stuff that's going to give you nightmares or really slutty stuff. That's mm. all they sell at those stores. No, there was a nice little toddler section. You got to go back in the back little corner. Why? A little five foot by five foot section with Toy Story and I, uh, Paw Patrol I, and Elmo. I can go to Target and get that stuff. I don't need to go to Halloween Spooks or whatever it's called. 
What is he going to be for Halloween? A bat? A dog? Cat? Um, uh, he wants to be a ghost. Then why are you even in that store? You've got bed sheets. No, I, Emily said she doesn't want to ruin any of her bed sheets. So if there was a ghost, but they don't sell ghost costumes for toddlers. Of course they don't, because people use bed sheets. I asked them where, where's the ghost costumes. They said we don't have ghost costumes. Right. Just hey, you got order, everything else. This is a freaking Halloween store. You know the ghost costume order. in a Halloween store? Get out of here. Because everyone makes your own ghost costume. Just go on Amazon, order a white pillowcase, and what, stick and it co- over them. And, and two holes in it? No, I want something a little more advanced than that. Two holes? Why are you cutting two holes in a ghost costume? Hey, I just realized I never plugged in my internet. Yeah, I, I noticed that as you freeze and pause and, and all that stuff. Should I do that real quick? Sure, go ahead. You can I'll talk. You, you can talk. Hey, I, I want to split the show up today. 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, or maybe now 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. Ravens, right. Ordles, 50 split. All right. All right. But I have some questions for you, too. And now Matt is plugging in his internet because I guess I've forgotten the pre-show. Pre-show, you guys missed as we got in our MyBookie bets for Monday night. You can still use the, uh, I think we have a MyBookie link over on section 336.com. You can check in on it. But somehow uh, Matt got into MyBookie a few minutes ahead of me and saved, like, got an extra point in his uh, over-unders for tonight. So go use that MyBookie code. Matt, you all plugged in now? Yeah, you think because I'm in Maryland, they give me an extra point? Oh, maybe. Do you think it's the Trump tax? Yeah, I don't know. I Trump's don't know. down here speaking tonight. So oh, is he? The, uh, and how come you're not out there, Josh? Uh, uh, COVID. Ah. <laughs> no. Um, uh, because of this, I've got this podcast and film study tonight, and I do not want to go to a <laughs> Trump rally. Hey, COVID, you got plans tonight, and then we get to, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but... Uh, I have to go on a trip tomorrow. Okay. I got to fly. So here's my question for you. Yeah. Is there any good news shows or movies that you've seen that I should download for my flight? Oh, my gosh. You're asking a guy who discovers shows 15 yes. years after they became pop popular. Well, it's no. That's, that's dad who's texting me nonstop about uh, some show that we all watched when Obama was president. Yeah, exactly. Life so. in Pieces. Now the, yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. And I just started watching The Americans, so I'm kind of right there with them. Ooh, and I'm super into The Americans. Point. All right, you got me. I dropped off after season two of The Americans. I could go back. Okay, yeah, I just started season two. Um, the other have show... They, have they spied on Trump yet? No, it hasn't got quite that yet. Okay. I think all we're right. still in the 80s. Right, because it's all Russians. Yeah. The Have you watched Lovecraft Country yet? No, it's I've like seen a, a lot HBO of show. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like football for ads for it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I don't know if it's something I would like or not. So I downloaded a, a couple episodes of that for the flight because I have to have two flights and a stupid layover in Charlotte. Oh, uh, we did start. Emily and I started watching a show. Um, I don't know why Emily agreed to watch this with me because she, like, she doesn't want to watch it, but she agreed to watch it. So I don't okay. know why. What are you watching? Nurse Ratchet. Oh, I've seen good things about it. Is that's, it any good? That's my kind of show. Like, I enjoy it. I don't know why Emily's there's watching. Why, it's horror. It's, it's horror, gory. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix keeps promoting horror movies to me. And, yeah. and I, 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 that's a good point. I can download Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. So Nurse Ratchet's pretty good. There was uh, another one, too. Um, shoot. No, I can't think of it. It's all right. Come to me. Yeah, the problem is I when I went to Baltimore uh, a few weeks ago, I loaded up with stuff, and then like Mandy was away this weekend, so I just watched stuff. So I'm kind of running out of stuff to watch. I'm watching with with Camden. I'm watching a Jurassic Park cartoon that's on Netflix, and Camden and I watch it, and it's really good. And they say it all takes place, and it's like part of the official Jurassic Park canon and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. We're Sai super into Curious George. We watch one a day, the Halloween. He's super into Halloween, everything, right? So we watch Curious George Halloween. And then after that, like, you know, they have, like, what to watch next, the little things you'll like. There was the same movie, but in Spanish. And I'm like, dude, you don't want to watch the same movie <laughs> in Spanish. But, like, he, he wanted to watch it. He sat there and watched the entire yeah. movie in Spanish. Now I'm thinking, dude, <laughs> like, are you fluent in Spanish or you really don't care what, like, you can't understand anything they say anyway. So <laughs> you're just watching the way. monkey. Why do you think? Why do you think? See, he he missed and you missed Dora and Diego. That's what my kids had. 
So do you get the like Spanglish, the mix of Spanish and English? Mm. Yeah, he gets that a little bit of Mr. Rogers, but yeah. Is Nurse Ratchet a spinoff of something? Yes. Uh, what is it? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. There's a nurse in that book. So okay. Called Nurse All right, Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet sounded familiar okay. as I'm downloading it. So. All right. Let's get to some. Uh, let's start with Orioles, and then we'll finish with Ravens. Okay. All right. Um, big Oriole news this week. Yes. Did you follow it? Uh, Did you see what it is? Big we, story. We had the number fifth pick in the draft. I don't know. There was no big, no big news. I was just seeing if you uh, had something. Oh, it was just announced today that we have the number fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. All right, great. But we don't know what that means. Well, sure. Well, we have some historical evidence to. We have we, in our history, we've gotten three other fifth picks in the history of our organization. All right. Tell me about them. Uh, both of them, their first names were Matt. Okay. One of them was Matt. named Weeders. You're right. So Matt Weeders and what? Matt Albers? Matt Hopgood. Hopgood, okay. So <laughs> Might as well be Matt Albers. Yeah. Same difference. Um, so that's, yeah. So hopefully we get someone more like Matt Weeders and less like Matt Hopgood with the fifth overall pick. Now, I was looking at, um, I do want to throw out to you, Josh, some... Um, Cause we'll, and we'll get into it in the coming episodes, the off-season moves and, and where we're going. But before I talk about, and there's a couple of players I covet, but before I talk about other players I covet, I like my guys. I want to talk about my, my guys. Um, this, if, if you look at next year, just salary-wise, right now there are only three guys under contract. There's Chris Davis, Alex Cobb, and really that's it. Actually, Chris Davis asked Cobb. And then, uh, yeah, right. And then you have the option to pick up Iglesias, which they will do. So then you have three guys under contract. And then the rest are either pre-arb or arbitration guys. Yeah, a lot of pre-arb, which is great. That's what you want to be as a young team like this. Yeah, it gets a little pricey with arbitration guys. So let me throw out a couple of names to you, Josh. And let me tell you, let me ask you, is there a chance we cut these guys because they hit arbitration, so instead of making you know two hundred thousand dollars, they could be making a million dollars. Um, any of these guys, you're tempted to cut just to save money because um, it's their arbitration year. The first guy up, um, Renato Nunez. Is he uh, in danger of losing his job because the cost is going up? Well, yes. I guess it's hard to say because this team doesn't want to spend money on anything, but, uh, but what will you get for cheaper than Nunez? It's kind of hard to go down in price tag. If yeah. you don't have some, because we don't have a young rookie guy who's ready yet for that position. So I'm going to say Nunez stays. Yeah. And I would say that's the same logic with the guy who's going into his second year of arbitration, Hans or Alberto. I don't know if the Orioles love Hans Roberto. I mean, he made 1.65 mil this year, and so next year he'll probably right. make like two and a half million. And you don't probably like him that much. But again, it's just two and a half mil, and I don't know if you have anyone else. Right, you're gonna for what he gives you, you're you're not gonna get that for two mil. So that's what is what it is. Yeah, the other guy, I, another guy who I think might be lost going into arbitration, but I hope he's not. Is that's my man. Um, Sean Armstrong. Any chance the Orioles cut ties with Sean Armstrong? Yeah, very good chance. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've got plenty of pitchers. And we saw lots of, we've got lots of guys in the minors that we can give a chance to to fill that bullpen role. Yeah. Um, other guys hitting arbitration, costing a little more money. Um, Anthony Santander, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, he's, he's the future, like, star of this team. Yeah, they're invested in him, um, especially after this season. Yeah, um, another guy. Um, I mean, Trey, Trey Mancini's going into his, um, you know, second year of arbitration. He's not going anywhere. Um, Pedro Severino. Really? Any chance so we Trey get Mancini rid of Mancini? Is still in arbitration, even though he didn't play this year. Like, if you're out hurt for a year, you still go into arbitration. Yeah. Because. Because the Orioles then couldn't the Orioles like go into arbitration and argue to pay less? Yeah, but that I never I don't think I don't think that's because I remember there was someone a couple years ago who was hurt the whole year and then he still got a raise. 
So like, yeah, what I think it, what is it like a cost of living now? Increase. Yeah, yeah but like, probably make like five hundred thousand to a million dollars more increase. And no, I think just arbitration years, no matter for performance, just means more money. And then if you play even better, it's even more money. But um, right. So or or Trey Mancini is a guy that they could instead of arbitration just do a long term contract. Yes. That would be a nice story. But uh, I don't know. Would you, would you touch healthy. Trey Mancini with a long-term contract when he hasn't played after having cancer? Right. I guess not. I guess that would be more of the nice story than, than a uh, smart baseball move. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Elias is interested in nice stories at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, the other – All right. Um, uh, Pedro Severino. Any chance he's uh, gone? Yeah. Yeah. Because Chance Cisco can back up Adley, and Adley's going to start opening day. Okay, get out of here. Uh, I think Severino will be back. The Severino Cisco combination. So. Severino will be back. caused too many issues behind the plate. I know last you year. hate Severino. I don't see a point in keeping Severino. Yes. Okay, and I, I also really want Adley Rushman to start the season up here. Right, and I think the Orioles will actively try to trade Severino. Between now until they cut him. So I, I think like... Yeah, that's a smart move. I think they'll try to trade him. If they can't trade him by next year, then he could just kind of leave. Um, the other guy hitting arbitration this coming year is Pat Vileka. Any chance Pat Vileka returns? Uh, no, they'll cut him and then they'll re-sign him when no one else signs him. Yeah, maybe. No need to give him extra money. Yeah, the other guys that I don't think we'll be seeing on our team anymore is Brian Holiday. You know, um, backup catcher. He's a veteran. I, I, I doubt we'll bring him back. No. And then Wade LeBlanc is gone also. Right. Wade LeBlanc is another guy that's gone. Who was yeah. just on that one-year contract. Yeah, no, no need for him. Yeah, and everybody else on the team, though. That's, like, that's, I gave you the that's list. That's the exciting part, though, is all the young guys yeah. that are left. That's, like, there's no one other, else in arbitration. Like, I just named all the other guys in arbitration. Um, and then we're paying Iglesias three and a half million dollars, which is nothing. I still don't understand how we got him for that contract, which is insane. Um, and then Cobb, we're paying fifteen million, and Davis, of course, we're paying seventeen million. Um, right. And then we're and still Cobb. paying three guys. Do you know which three guys we're still paying this year? I mean, next year we'll still be paying next year. That's not on the team. That's not on the team, and haven't been for a little while. Uh, Kashner. Yep, still paying Kashner a million bucks. Another Bobby. reliever who – is he still in the Braves? I don't know. I should know this. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Darren Bundy. O'Day. Dylan Bundy. Didn't we send cash with him? Yeah, we're still paying Dar- Darren O'Day a million dollars. And what about – and Villar? And Mark Trumbo. Okay. All right, so no Villar, no Bundy. Just, no, just some deferred money there on those payrolls. Gotcha. On those um, contracts. Uh, yeah, and maybe Davis. Oh, Davis forever. Right. Dave, uh, no, Davis, Davis we're done with in like three or four years. No, no, no. Did, no, does he have deferred? Oh, yeah, he got the Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, we're paying like 2040 or something insane. Man, like his, con- his $17 million, his big contract runs out in 2023, or 2022 is his last year. And so 2023 is no longer on the roster, but he's got like a million and a half every year. For the next, I don't know, seven or eight years. It's a long time. I would love to one day have a job like that. Like, I don't need the $7 million, but if you can give me my same salary I'm making now, like for the next 30 years with me sitting at home on my couch, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, and, and for baseball teams, like deferred money sounds good until like a, a pandemic hits. <laughs> and then maybe the deferred money doesn't sound so good when you're right, right. already so this, money. So, so the Orioles' salary was around $46 million this year. So what it'll jump up next year to about sixty. I mean, slight increase. Yeah, I mean, I mean that sounds right. So between Davis, Cobb, and Iglesias, the only guys on, on your contract, and let's just talk about Davis and Cobb. Between Davis and Cobb, that's thirty-six million dollars of your payroll. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but then Cobb is up this year, and Davis is up the year after that, and then. Yeah, and then you can – that's the perfect timing to sign some big free agents. Right. 
So Trevor Barrow made a, made a post on Twitter that he was visiting Baltimore this weekend, or like the end of last week or something. Is there any reason he would come to Baltimore besides to visit with the Orioles? So, like, for, is there any reason Baltimore? for Bauer to come here or for the Orioles to get Bauer? Any reason for Bauer to come to Baltimore this last week if not to visit the Orioles? Oh, oh, oh. Um, like, you saw his post on Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah. Where he sucked up a little bit to the Oriole fans. But, but let me ask you this question, Josh. What, is, what would Bauer's motivation be for signing with the Orioles? And what would the Orioles' motivation be for signing Bauer at this point? Uh, the Orioles' motivation is he is a better pitcher. He would be our best pitcher immediately. Yeah, he'd yeah. be our ace. Trevor's motivation is money. Right. The Orioles would have to pay him the most. All right. But tell me what he was doing two days ago when he tweeted, can't come to Baltimore without being reminded of what a cool stadium Camden is, and especially when it's packed with fans. Nothing like hearing 30,000-plus Orioles fans yell O oh, during the national anthem. Always a fun time. Like, your opponent, your opposing pitcher does not tweet that. Because there's, if, you, if you want to have some fun, Google Trevor Bauer. And Camden Yards sometimes. There's a great video of him telling a story about a, a fan yelling at him while he's in the bullpen. And the fan is just harassing him the whole time. And he messes and he uh, pretends like he's throwing the ball to the fan but shows it way short while he's going into pitch. And, uh, and the fan yells at him and says, just wait. You're going to give up a three-run home run to, to Mark Trumbo. And he goes, and he gets two outs, and then he gives up two hits. And then Trumbo comes to the plate, and he gives up a three-run home run. Nice. And the guy ran around the stadium, and right when Bauer is walking off the mound to the dugout, he sees the guy come running down the stairs right next to the dugout yelling at him. <laughs> Great story for, a, for, a pitcher, for an opponent pitcher. But I don't understand, like, I, I see no reason, reason why you would – in. This coronavirus, no traveling, why you would come to Baltimore. Josh, this isn't Duluth, Minnesota. I mean, this isn't the, the middle of, of Montana. Like, this, no, is, this is a major city. There could right, be a right. thousand reasons, whether it's because uh, an agent, shooting commercial, family. Like, there could be a thousand, a thousand reasons why you went to Baltimore. Okay, fine. I guess one of them could be to go sign with the Nationals also. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was was just driving up to New York City and just stopped by Baltimore. Well, no, he was at BWI when he tweeted. Okay. Um, Maybe the plane tickets were cheaper in the BWI. Yeah, maybe a layover. I didn't think about a layover. Maybe it's a layover. Yeah. Um, You think the Orioles would consider someone like that this early in the rebuild? I think a four year deal, a very similar to the Alex Cobb deal. I think you bring in a veteran like that, uh, four-year deal to work with these young pitchers and a guy who wants who sees the Orioles on the come up could be enticing. Now you've got to remind him he's got to face the Red, the Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays, some good teams. But um, I think there's something attractive, and if not this year, it will be attractive next year for veterans to come to Baltimore. To give a city the championship. It's very similar to, to why people were attracted to go to L.A. or Chicago. Because they see cities, baseball towns, that haven't had a championship yet and have an opportunity. The farm system's looking right and could get a championship in the next four years is attractive to veterans. Yes, but Chicago and L.A., have a lot of green to make it even more attractive than maybe yes. a Baltimore can. Except the Orioles just had a payroll of $45 million. The Orioles got space. Two years ago or three years ago, we had a payrolls well over $100 million, $120 million. Not that long ago. So we have plenty of space to, to bring in veterans that we think can help and impact the young guys. You think under, with the new state of, like, no one coming to baseball games and given just the economics and given Mike Elias and the Angelo Suns now run, run the team, it seems to be a little more ec- economically, I don't know, conscience than, than, than maybe Pete. 
Do you think our payroll is ever going to get up to over $100 million again anytime soon? Uh, I think it'll be at, I think it'll be close to 100 in 2023. Yes. I think you're going to start investing this year. I think you got to remember, we can wait till 2023. Peter cannot. Peter needs something before then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to push ahead to schedule this rebuild. I don't don't think they're pushing the schedule ahead. No, I don't think they're pushing it ahead. But I think, I think they see some guys starting to make impacts. They see a guy like Adley ready to come up to the big leagues and to get a veteran pitcher that can help not only your pitching staff but also your catcher, who's your star player, having good pitchers. I feel bad for Matt Wieters with all the pitchers that he had to deal with. Yeah. No one great. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, I think we're, at some point this team is going to need to go out and sign a pitcher, right? Like they're going to need to sign a starting pitcher because right. I don't Cause I don't envision every minor league pitcher we have working out to be good enough to be in a five-minute ro- rotation. There's um, no – there's no – we don't have a number one. Right. But I also don't envision the Orioles ever signing a number one because of how expensive they are. Right. Because gotta, it doesn't make – for a, a small market team, it doesn't make sense – for what they're doing now, investing, you know, 40% of their salary in two players in Cobb and Davis. Like, that doesn't make sense for the Orioles to do that. Like, we're not signing Garrett Cole. Um, I don't think we're signing Trevor Bauer. Uh, if we want to get number one, we have to grow them or we have to trade for them, I think. I don't think we're going to sign any n- number one pitchers. Um, but your point is, like, Josh, I, I didn't even think we needed to talk about this because I didn't think it was – we're talking it's about a slow, it's a slow week, a slow news week. But but like if you think about free agency, I don't see the Orioles signing anyone for more than like a million dollars. Like I don't see them signing anyone significant in free agency. Uh, it's a tough one because it's, I understand no, that. Yeah, it is because yes, and except for that whole uh, four year deal, like. You need to line up your pitchers. You can't just wait in 2023 say, all right, now we're going to sign a pitcher. You want someone who is part of this team going into that. And until Michael Elias like, speaks more open about his plan, we don't know. Well, I think as far as I can tell with Elias, he's still in the acquiring talent at the minor league level stage, not at the major league level stage. And I agree, Josh, there's going to be holes in this team. And I don't know if you can fill every hole in a single offseason. Right. That's what I'm saying. But I I don't think it's this offseason. I think it's next offseason where you might want to start looking at some of the holes and then you do the the three- or four-year deal. Maybe. I think it's too early this offseason. I think it has more to do with looking at the free agents this season and looking at the upcoming free agents for next season. Well, and you and could look at the... doing the math of saying we might not be able to get uh, two great pitchers or three great pitchers next season. We can grab one now and two next year. Or, or let's lock up a pitcher now because I trust Bauer will be good in three, four years. So let's lock him up now so then next year we can go after one of these big bats or something. Yeah, and I also wanted to, the economics being as they are with some teams losing money or not making as much money, if maybe the Orioles say, okay, maybe free agency, right. some of these contracts be driven down and we can get a, a bargain here. Yeah, when you look, the Yankees and Dodgers lost $100 million this year by not having fans. The Orioles say, oh, well, our budget was $46 million, but Masson brought in $47 million, so we made out okay this year. Right. Those, I just made those numbers up. I don't know if the Orioles made out okay. Every, every team got hurt by not having fans in, but the Orioles definitely didn't get hurt financially as much as other teams. With huge payrolls and stuff, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting things to think about. I still think even if they sign a bigger name, it's more likely to be on a one- or two-year deal, and then they try to flip them or something. But see, if you're being assi- I don't see a big name signing a one- to two-year deal. Well, like the Jose Iglesias thing, right? That's not a big name. 
Okay. You, you consider that a big name? I think that's bigger than anybody else will sign this offseason. I think if you're signing someone a one to two year, it's a bounce back contract. Yeah, it's like a Jonathan Scope type deal. Yeah. Someone yes. like him. I'd be all for bringing Scope back. <laughs> but yeah, we can get into it in another episode. Yeah, uh, we got, if we got plenty of weeks. Yeah. The or- I did like that the Orioles are immediately get things rolling down in Sarasota with the rookies and got some fall ball stuff going there. Yeah, it's good because you like have some that. of those guys. I was thinking about it. Like Kobe Mayo and some of the, the high schoolers who have never played professional ball and have right. maybe never even played baseball senior year, right? So and a lot of, they, right. it's possible they never played a competitive, a competitive game since your junior year of high school. Yeah, and then you weren't allowed to bring them to Bowie. Right. So, I'm at, so if you can get that Bowie magic going down in Sarasota, why not? Right, especially because at the very least, Josh, when you get those young players in who haven't been, like they brought all the draftees are down there except for Kerstat. And at the very least, you can like get them on some kind of program, fill them with the analytics stuff so that they can go into their own offseason working on stuff and mindful of stuff based on what they learned. Yeah, when you struggled with the word analytics, I thought you were going switching it up to antibodies. That you were saying, bring them to, bring them to Maybe Florida. Maybe develop some antibodies, COVID, too. Develop some antibodies. Yeah, so they become immune so they can play next year. Right. Yeah, it's possible, too. All right, that's are a good you, 25, 50% Orioles talk. You, are you cheering for Manny Machado? I love Manny Machado, yes. Do you like – all right. Did you like him being a baby yelling at the, yelling at the pitcher? Uh, yes. For the pitcher celebrating? Yes. Do you like that move? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I, I like all drama I, in baseball. So I do, too. There was drama just, on both ends. There was shouting on both ends. So, yeah, I, I'm a fan. And you know, I guess it's the competitiveness because we've been in many games where we fight. Yeah. Hey, or argue and yell. I so even. Even, and I, even if it's rational or not. Yeah. And I, you know what? And now that Tom Brady, I was watching the, the, the Bucks game. Tom Brady didn't know what down it was. I like him so much more now I that do. he's not a Patriot. And I love, like, compare... And I know we got Joe Flacco. We saw Joe Flacco play with the Jets, but Joe Flacco would never get mad. And I love that Tom Brady is, like, irrational and berating his team. And I just... Because he plays with such passion. And I love yes. that passion in sports. I and mean, you don't right. see it all the time. No, he had a little Joe Biden moment, though, when he forgot what down it was. Yeah, I like people connecting that to his age. Like, he's 90 yeah. years old. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Your memory doesn't go at 40. Get out of here. And I, but I also think about when I play softball, what do I do every time I get a hit? I ask the first base coach, how many outs are there? Yeah, but you'd be doing like, that when you're 12, too, right? Like, right, that's not, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we all forget things. Yeah. And you get carried away. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like Tom Brady. I enjoy watching him now. It's just the same reason I like watching Drew Brees play. Like, he's playing the Saints tonight. Just these veteran old guys who have been at it forever. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and especially that. now when, like, the, every quarterback is a running mobile quarterback. And that's the hot thing. It's cool to see these old guys who are just gunslingers. Can I say something, too, going back to Manny? And I, I do like Manny. I don't like how Oriole fans feel the need to retweet every play he makes in San Diego that and go off fanboy. Like, chill. He's not on your team. And it makes me want to hate the Padres. Yeah, like a little bit over the a little bit over ex- the top. Right, Jabby is the only one I allow to do that. Everyone else, you're a fanboy trying to hang on to things from seven years ago. Yeah, Jones too. If Adam Jones was to get on the San Diego Padres bandwagon, I let Adam Jones too because he's a yes. San Diego guy. But yeah, exactly. But the the can I tell you the thing I'm tired of too. I'm tired of the bat flipping. <laughs> really? Yes, I'm tired of it, Josh. I'm tired of it. Um, That's. I thought you were all pro bat flip. I was. It's gone. I wasn't. Wasn't. I the. I was the. Act like you've been there before. Yeah, it's gone too far, Josh. When I see a guy bat flip a walk, it's gone too far. And and yeah. and, and the response to, if anyone says what you just said, act like you've been there before. All of a sudden, they hate baseball. They hate fun. They hate all these things. If you just want a guy to hit a home run around the run the bases, it's just right. it's like a good home run to win the game. You hit, if you're that boy for Tampa Bay, who's a no name, I literally can't remember his name. 
um, who hit the game-winning home run off Arbatas Chapman after, you know, you almost killed him by throwing his head. If you hit that home run, flip the bat freaking into the stands. So, if you hit a home run in the second inning of a nothing-nothing game or of a 5-2 game, like, what are you flipping your bat for? Save it for a moment. To me, a bat flip is a premeditated FU to the pitcher. If you want to run the bases and you're cheering and your hands are up or you're giving a little fist pump running around the bases, that's emotion. If you're a pitcher that's either tossing your glove in the air or throwing it at the ground, that's emotion. A bat flip doesn't show any emotion to me. It's not a celebration thing. It's an F you to the pitcher. And it's premeditated because no one naturally swings like that. And then part of their emotion is a bat flip. Yeah, and I feel like if a pitcher does the pump fist... They don't do the pump fist when they got the second out in the second inning and they strike right. out a guy. Like, they do right. a pump no. fist at big moments. So I, I feel the same with the bat flip. The base is loaded, yeah. I'm okay with bat flips. I don't think he's an F you the pitcher. I think it's a, a celebratory thing. But, like, do it in a cause for celebration. I get that. All right. So how do you feel from bat flips? How do you feel about the NFL celebrations that are all prearranged? Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the, but does th- that bother you? Well, this has been going on since, since Terrell Owens or whatever. It's been going on for or Chad well, or Cinco. That's when they tried to ban it and stuff and tried to make it not allowed. The whole no fun league thing came out, but now it's all allowed. And now it's like the entire teams have like organized bowling or rock, paper, scissors or a uh, uh, sack race. Yeah. I mean. I almost would rest- be better with players doing that because at least that that would be like acknowledging the courtiness of this whole thing so like let's hit a home run and then do rock paper scissors once you get back to the plate like that that's whatever but I, I, it's just it's weird to me like i'm like all right so you guys practiced or had a conversation about a like hey if we get a touchdown here's the celebration we're gonna do it's like, it's like a secret handshake or something. I like, Haven't we grown up from that? I like Mar- Marlon Humphrey's response. He got the sack against the Bengals. And I don't know if you saw him on Twitter, but he's like, I got the sack. I, he said something like, I had a celebration plan, but then all I did was run around laughing. <laughs> See, I like that I response. Like that. You I get like a sack, a just run around yeah. and laugh about it. Um, because you- cause that's, that's, that's organic, right? That's in the moment. You got that sack. Marlon Humphrey, by the way, if you follow him on Twitter and watch him play – there's not a more likable dude in the NFL, I think. Both his Twitter, he's just so, like, genuine and honest on Twitter and not, I don't know, a lot of people on Twitter try to act like they know it all. And Marlon right. Humphrey never comes across like that. He just comes across as kind of genuine and honest and and a cool dude and not trying to impress someone. He's not the person who, like, tweets something just because he knows other people will like it when, when, when he tweets that, which I feel like 90% of people on Twitter just try to tweet things that they think other people want to hear. Marlon Humphrey doesn't do that at, at, at all. He, like, he just kind of honestly tweets things, which I right. think is, is good. And so he's one of my – he's grown to be one of my favorite players. Um, and I still remember when they drafted Marlon Humphrey and people were freaking out. Like even I – like I wanted O.J. Howard who went to the Bucks who hasn't done much as a tight end. Like, I wanted an yeah. offensive playmaker. But Marlon Humphrey turned out to be kind of a, a great pickup, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you uh, – I mean, and he – yeah, he's easily showing that he deserves all that money that they gave him. Yeah, and his quote – again, like his quote after he got all that money is like, yeah, his primary concern was playing in Baltimore, staying in Baltimore not being the highest-paid paid cornerback in football, which he could have been, kind of could have held up for it, but he didn't. And a lot of people say that, like, I want to play for this team, but, like, he actually meant it and, you know, put his money in his contract where his mouth was. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's working out for the uh, Ravens as well. Yeah. Hey, did, did you happen to see – you mentioned Joe Flacco and the lack of emotion. Did you see? I didn't see a second his, of Joe Flacco playing football for the Jets, so no. Did you Did you see him doing his best Ray Lewis impersonation before the game? No. Did he do that? Well, let me let me play this little audio for you. Listen, we prepared all fucking week. Let's go out there, want the fucking ball, call for the ball, get answer the the ball. All right, let's go. Jets on three. Woo! One, two, three. Jets. Have you ever seen Joe Flacco give a pregame speech? That's the mo- no. That's- 
I did. I think I don't think he was allowed in Baltimore because we had Ray Lewis. Yeah, I don't think. I think I've never seen that, and I'm like, that's the most emotion. Everyone says Joe Flacco should no emotion in Baltimore. I would have loved to see one speech with Joe Flacco dropping the f bomb three times, trying to hype people up. That would have brought some excitement. Instead of no emotion, Joe. Well, we had enough excitement with that Ravens defense to make up for I our guess Super Bowl so. MVP. But still, it would it would have uh, it would have helped. Wouldn't have hurt. So you want to talk some Ravens? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're not that good, are they? I think they're better than good. I don't. I don't think they're ready to win the Super Bowl. Oh my! I, I don't think they're good enough. A a what? Twenty three year old quarterback in his second year as quarterback is not good enough to win the Super Bowl? Nope. That's a shocker. I, Josh, I agree, but I think maybe for different reasons. I think I'm not sure if our defense is good enough. Defense looks really good this Sunday. It did. But the Bengals, but it's against a rookie quarterback. Why? The Bengals are, are the Bengals are the Cincinnati football team are uh, yeah, offensively. I don't have the music for you. This yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Are offensively a pretty good team. Like I, all I heard going into the game was how good Joe Burrow has been playing. I saw Mixon got a thousand fantasy points the week before, and we totally shut them down, Josh. And I just I can't help it, but in my mind, and I know it was a rookie quarterback, but we looked our defense looked so bad against the Chiefs. That it, I don't even understand how you can be so good, so dominant this week, and look so bad against the Chiefs. Given I know the Chiefs have Mahomes, they have you know some uh, some of the best offensive weapons in the game, but still, like it just didn't look like the same team. So I, I don't know if our defense is good enough to play with the elite offenses in football. And you're going to tell me that we should have never left Lamar Jackson. I mean, we should have never left Joe Flacco go now with Lamar Jackson no, struggling. No, with no, 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 no. I saw, I saw a thing on Joe Burrow earlier in the week talking about the week before and how, like, he would look at his receivers before he threw it to them um, for his uh, Cincinnati football team. You Thank you. I know you like to play with the back But anyway, but the I Bengals, saw that. Josh, had no offensive line. There, right. there was and his offensive line was ridiculous. They would storm right through those guys. It yeah. was a revolving door. Not only but, could they not block, but there were times when they literally like just missed guys and didn't block anybody. It was like watching right. the when the Steelers used to send Troy Polamalu unblocked to hit Joe right. Flacco. It was like people were going in there unblocked. Yes, and I but I, when I saw that he looks at his receivers and they were like, oh, he needs to fix this as he grows. I said, oh, the Ravens are going to totally pick up on that. And Peters is going to get a pick at least on Sunday. And he did early. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Ravens defense dominated that. And it was a lot because of the pressure on that, on that offensive line. And the Ravens, even though they knew he had to throw it constantly, they were always constantly, um, it was a constant rush. And constant attack the quarterback, which is what they seem to do, even against the Chiefs, and it didn't help. It didn't help them against the Chiefs, but it seems to be their, their defense style. I'm not worried about the defense because when they can penetrate like that, it was nice to see Judon get some sacks. This kid, Patrick Queen, is awesome. Yeah, he's he's every week he's getting better. Uh, Ty, Tyus Bowser improving every week. Then you got Humphrey and Peters in the backfield. I feel pretty good about. I this like defense. I like the Joker at safety, Elliot. Uh, I like him too. I think he's an exciting player. Yeah. So defense, I have no issues for. Offense, I hate the play calling. Josh, do you think this is clearly a different offensive mindset than last year? Do you yes. think they're they're not doing the read option? Lamar's yes. not running and he didn't run hardly at all yesterday. Do you think they're trying is Lamar maybe a little banged up? Are they trying to protect Lamar? Or are they trying so, to prove that Lamar can pass? Like what's happening here with the play calling? Yes, yes, and yes. Here's what I don't get. I think it's twofold. I think we played the Redskins and we played the Bengals. And I think the Ravens offensive approach was these are bad teams. We will beat them. So once we go up in the lead, let's just throw the ball because we need Lamar to improve as a thrower. That's one thing. The other side is I think Lamar is a little banged up and he didn't want to run. 
The third thing, I think, is I think Lamar doesn't want to run. He wants to be a passing quarterback. And that's not how this team is built. But they're throwing the ball like crazy. And all I can think is they're throwing it against these bad teams because they're treating it like practice. And they're treating it as we need Lamar to get better passing. Because if Lamar doesn't want to run and that's your issue, then you give it to uh, Ingram, you give it to Dobbins, you give it to Edwards. And they weren't doing that on Sunday either. It was pass, 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 pass. Yeah, no, I'd never really thought about it that way, but that's a good point, Josh. And maybe I should give the offensive play callers call, call a little more credit in that maybe they're saving the read option for better teams. And then A, you kind of protect Lamar. B, you get to work on Lamar's passing. C, um, you get teams, you get to keep teams on their toes because maybe they weren't expecting or planning for the read no. option. So you save it for the better teams. All right, I, I buy that. That's me trying to put a positive spin on it is, is you got up in both these games early because my, my what I because my, my, that's me trying to be positive about it because my, init, my real reaction is that this team is not good enough to win a Super Bowl because Lamar cannot hit those passes. And he doesn't want to run. So this team is not going to go very far. And this team cannot beat the Chiefs. Therefore, we're a playoff one-and-done team again. Yeah, I, That's my pessimistic side. Yeah, and I love that your pessimistic side is we'll go to the playoffs, maybe all the way to the AFC Championship game, this, but we just won't win the Super Bowl. So that's a, that's a great any, pessimistic place to be. Anything less than the Super Bowl is a disappointment to this team. Um, we, we've had years where... You hope to make the playoffs. This team has lost. Lamar Jackson has four losses. And three of them are to the Chiefs in his career. Yes. This team team came out with a crappy game plan against the Chiefs and played poor. They played the Redskins, and they should have destroyed them. They didn't. They played the Bengals. That score should have been twice what it was. Okay, I, I, the offense is not doing their part. The defense destroyed the Bengals. Okay, I don't, I don't. The offense is not, so I have concerns. I don't buy the argument that you should beat a bad team by forty, not twenty. I mean, we just saw the Raiders beat the Chiefs. I'm okay with beating bad teams by twenty. The Raiders I'm aren't a bad that. team. Well, the Skins and the Bengals are bad teams. Um, but. Fine, but I, I don't. I don't care about running up the score like you do. But I agree with you in that. Uh, I don't need the score rang up. I need you to pe- make your completions. Fine, but like if you want to work on stuff in a in a against bad teams, I'm like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not running All Lamar right. ten times or fifteen times like you would against a really good team because you, you know you're going to win the game. But I agree that this team does not look like a team that can win the Super Bowl at this point. Though I do love that the Chiefs beat us again. I love that we have this um, this mountain to climb, right? Like this, when we beat right. them in the playoffs, that's going to be all the sweeter because we lost him so many times. Yeah. And, and think about those odds that we're going to be able to bet on my bookie to get some money. But Because everyone's going to be picking the Chiefs. Yeah, including me if, if I'm betting money. <laughs> Maybe so. The, depends on the line. <laughs> but, the, but Josh, I, I don't know if I agree with you. If we get to the AFC Championship game, Lamar Jackson wins a playoff game. We get to the AFC Championship game. It's a disappointment. We go, what, 14-2 and two in the season. And we lose to um, in a good game. We lose to the Chiefs and the yes. See, I, I don't buy this a disappointing season. Like, I, yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't buy this that. This team cannot beat the Chiefs. If we, we lose can't. again to the Chiefs, it's a problem. It's because the Chiefs it's are better. A, That's why. Yes. Sorry. Yes, they are. Except, except the Raiders just beat the Chiefs. Other teams that are at a lesser caliber than the Ravens have put up good fights against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's – and how did the – I didn't watch. I'm, I'm going to act, act like I watched the whole game. I watched the end once the Ravens game ended. But how did the Raiders beat the Chiefs? They went – Run the ball. Well, they, and, and they scored, right? And, and J, yeah. J, 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 Jacobs, their running back, was a beast. But, like, they scored for him, right? Point for point. Like, it wasn't a right. defensive Keep, battle. Like, Chiefs are going to score. 
They're going to yeah. score. They scored 21 in the first half. Like, that team is, is, is going to score. Um, so you have to be able to put up 30 points to even and, have a chance against the Chiefs, even with the right. good defense. And, that, and that's also part of my concern with the Ravens is I almost wish that they would have let the Bengals, like, tell the defense, hey, let the Bengals go up seven. If you really want to treat this as a practice, let's see this team come back because this team has yet to come back. They have yet to go into the second half losing and come back to win. Yeah. yeah. They're much better when they have the lead and can just ground and pound. Um, but, but I do. But, but again, who, who are you behind to? Oh, you're behind to Mahomes, the best quarterback on the planet. So right. not very it. many teams are good at coming back on the Chiefs. I get it. I get that. And I, I know it's the Chiefs. And so Josh, you, know it's, you pass the ball way too. You pass the ball like 35 times in the first half. That's way too many times. Yes, they didn't want Lamar to run. And they didn't want their running backs to run. I don't care if Lamar doesn't run. Why aren't you giving the ball to Dobbins, hey, this young guy? We have three good running in. backs. Ingram, Edwards, yeah. Dobbins. They're three good and, running backs. And you know what? Yeah. And you know what Dobbins did yesterday? He averaged 42 yards a run. Because <laughs> he got he one got, run. Yeah. One carry. Yeah. He had a couple of nice catches, didn't he, I feel like? He did. He had a few catches, which, which again, goes into my thing of you're throwing the ball too much. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe I'm hoping, like I said at the beginning, it's just because it's bad teams. The question is, who do, you call, who do you classify as a bad team? We play the Eagles this week. Do you go into the game plan of this is a bad team, or do you go – how do you make that game plan? Because clearly it's like, all right, you're up – what? You're up by 14, let Lamar just pass it all day? Until they start coming back, then we'll ground and pound. I mean, how do you make that type of game plan of we're just going to keep throwing the ball? That's what I don't get yeah. is how that game plan comes to the fruition of, of, throw, of throw the ball constantly. Yeah, and I mean the Eagles are a better team than the Cincinnati or the Washington football club. Like yeah, Eagles fought well with the Steelers for a while. Yeah, and then fell behind. Yeah, and so I don't think you're going to f- see a 20 point blowout. I mean, they have a legit quarterback in Carson Wentz, and Moss Sanders seemed to be a playmaker. And sometimes we struggle with running back playmakers. Um, yeah, but so Josh, what would you need to see from the Ravens for you to say, okay, we're okay? It does. You want to see Lamar right. throw it 15 times and us run the ball? All over them, us, and you would feel, feel good about the Ravens then? I need us to speed the game up by running the ball. And I need Lamar to be able to hit passes 20 yards plus. Yeah, he, that, that he, deep ball seems to be missing this year. He's, he's, throwing, he's overthrowing all the deep balls. And it seems like a lot of times the only pass that's working for him is that sidearm throw, which I don't mind the sidearm. I'm not going to get on them about the sidearm because it works. Yeah, it's starting to sound like but Mike Preston here. Every time he yeah. throws a sidearm, Mike Preston throws something on the TV. No, I don't mind the sidearm because it works. And you're seeing that that arm slot angle is a up. That's a thing like that, uh, that Mahomes does too. And it, it's a modern quarterback thing. But you've got to be able to hit these deep balls. Yeah, I mean, the overthrows are ridiculous, he, frustrating. He's not throwing the sidearm for 50, for forty yards down the sideline no. to to Marquise Brown. That's the over the top. And and by the way, Marquise Brown, he hasn't shown it a lot this year. But that dude got up and caught some balls, contested balls yes. last year. If he's one on one coverage, he can catch a contested ball. Also, Mark Andrews, we see it all the time. He can go up and get and, contested uh, balls if you if you put in the right spot. And 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 well, and Mark Andrews has done that. And Mark Andrews had a bad game with the Chiefs, but the past two games, Mark Andrews has shown his hands again. Right. And Duvernay is a speedster. Find a way to get the decade is fast. Yeah. And so I feel like. I mean, this is what they've done, right? They've drafted speed. Why? So they can hopefully do things like throw the deep ball. And you're right. That's something I want to see, too, right. is Lamar the, Jackson accuracy on the deep ball. Yeah. Do you think the Ravens can make a move to bring a veteran to bought a veteran wide receiver? And do you think that would be beneficial? I don't. See, if we're talking about. Lamar Jackson's inability to hit deep throws. What does that have to do with the receiver? Like, 
I think Marquise Brown is one of the better receivers in football. You don't see a benefit. I think Mark Andrews is one of the better tight ends of football. The Falcons are now like 0-5. So you would think they're going to try to trade Julio Jones. You don't see the benefit of adding a guy like that to this team? No. Well, now, we've also yes. haven't had a veteran wide receiver like that. I'm not talking about a middle-of-the-road guy. I'm saying you bring in a great guy. Yeah, but that's a uh, cap room issue, so that will never happen. But the – I, I thought you were going with, like, a free agent. Um, oh, like Antonio Brown? I'm also for Antonio Brown. Yeah, who was the other? There was another veteran agent. veteran guy coming out of retirement or something, still wanting to play, but who was, like, that big name. Yeah, I thought you were going that route. I'm fine which, with that route, too. Yeah, I mean, but I guess I wonder, like maybe the, if that takes snaps away from Boykin and gives them to, you know, to Brown, like, I, yeah, I guess, like, He's better than Boykin, sure. And I guess it comes down to the same. But that doesn't solve the problem you're talking about before, Josh, with Lamar Jackson, right? A a receiver doesn't answer the offensive problems. Right, probably not. It probably doesn't. Unless if it's, yeah, wherever that time in, it sure seems to be a timing issue on Lamar, not on the wide receiver running the route wrong. So maybe not. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I just think this team is really this team is really good. They're a really good team. They, I don't know if they're a great team. The Ravens did a really good job um, in the front line, improving their defensive front line, the interior yeah. of the defensive front line. I'm really excited about this, some of the guys on defense. I'm really excited about young guys on both sides of the ball. Yes. I just want to know. I, I'm just not sold yet on that they're a Super Bowl winning team. And I'm not also at the same time, I think – I don't necessarily think they need to bring someone in. I think they need to fix these issues in order to get to that next level. Like, there's a Lamar Jackson pass issue that needs to be fixed. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think all the pieces are there. Like, if, if there was one piece, you could argue a pass rusher or you could argue um, a wide receiver. Um, and then it's just the get this monkey off his back, back of the Chiefs and the – and the, uh, just the playoffs in general. Because we saw it with Joe Flacco where he got hot for five, six weeks in a row and took him to the Super Bowl yep. and walked out as a Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Lamar is capable of that. Yes. It's just getting this monkey off your back. And until you do that, I have trouble calling this a great team. I mean, this team is we, – I mean, we were doing this last year and we were playing well against bad teams. But I've never yeah. seen a team – that totally dominates bad teams. Like, you'll see a lot of in the NFL, the, a lot the of Patriots, close. The Patriots used to. Yeah, the Patriots you used to, and that's kind of it. I mean, even, I mean, you, okay. you see that the Cowboys and Giants play a really cl- close game. Like, there's just even bad teams. That's why the, I know. You, 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 you never see a line at, like, 15 or 18. Like, a huge line is, like, 10 points. Like, because right. you're not supposed to beat other NFL teams by 30 points. But the Ravens... Right, we, we, we do this all the time. And I know I sound stupid because at the same time... You sound like a spoiled brat. At the same time that I say that this team might not be great, I can also see this team winning the rest of their regular season games and going 15-1 uh, and one for the season. Josh, you think they're the second best team in football right now? And, that's, uh, and, and that makes you mad because you want them to be the first. I think they're the third best right now. Okay. I would put the Chiefs ahead of them, and I would put the Seahawks ahead of them. Okay. Right now. I but would, that's I'm a disappointment. with them in three. Yeah. Yes, that's a disappointment. Right, because you want the n- because, number one. Yeah, it should always be a disappointment. But I think especially the, the fear of not being able to beat the Chiefs and not being able to beat – this is like the Orioles if every year the Yankees knocked us out of the playoffs. You know, it's like it. It seems like a one-way rivalry. Like, like we hate the Chiefs. They don't care because they destroy us every time. Yeah, it's, it's not even close games when we play. It's them. been us and the Steelers recently, um, right? Or us and the Browns since kind of inception. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Josh. Um, I just don't know. Like, I think what you're saying is you think we're we have the potential to be a better team than the Chiefs, and we're not kind of living up to that, that potential. And I'll, yes. 
Okay. And I'll, here's what I'll, I'll tell you. The Chiefs game, I went into the Chiefs game thinking that we could beat the Chiefs. I thought it was going to be a back and forth. It's going to, whoever has the ball last is going to kick a field goal to win I that thought, game. I thought, That's what I thought. With Lamar and our defense, I thought we were going to beat them and make a statement and, make, and beat them by like 10 points. Yeah. Is what I thought going in, and then my, you can look at my my bookie account. I went all in and lost a bunch of money. Um, and I, and here's the thing: that was disappointing and that was frustrating. And we've had two games since then, and I can't get over that Chiefs loss because the two games we since then have been the most boring uh, vanilla games I think I've ever seen from this Lamar Jackson Ravens team. And that makes me still go back to that Chiefs game because you haven't shown me anything that you have improved. That, team, that Ravens team that showed up and got beat up by the Chiefs could have beat the Redskins, could have beat the Bengals. You haven't shown me that you're better than what I saw on that Monday night. Yeah, what about the Phillies? What, will you have the opportunity to do that? Well, I, what do you mean? Like, will the Ravens, if the Ravens win the, beat the Phillies by 15 points... We say, okay. Maybe. It depends. It depends on how the they Eagles do it. Beat the Eagles, yeah. It depends. If I see Lamar hit some long passes to Marquise Brown, what made, what made the Ravens exciting last year? It was pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, throw it deep to Hollywood Brown. And then Lamar would have one or two runs that would make you L- Lamar drop runs, your Andrews in the middle, deep ball to Brown. We haven't seen much of the deep ball work. And that deep ball... When everyone crouches up to stop Lamar from running, really opens up the deep ball. But if Lamar's not running and Lamar can't throw the deep ball, then you just bring everyone into that middle mix, and it's going to be tough. Well, Josh, I have, so, I have great news for you, then. What? We play the Eagles, right? Yeah, yeah, we can beat them. Then bye. And then over the next five weeks, we will find out who, how good this team is. Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers again. Yeah. Like that. Those are all that that the team. that's five weeks. Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers again. Like that's and yeah. oh, and then Cowboys after that. But right. of course, yes. no Dak. Who knows what that's going to be like? But right, we get through that, we will know what type of team this is. Because if that long ball isn't working after the Eagles game. You're going to start losing games. We're going to lose to the Steelers. Uh, yeah. We're, we might lose to the Colts. They're a good football team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the Ravens the will have fans in at some point? How, how's, how's people treating all this up in Maryland? Is there, I, are people anxious to, like, go back to events and stuff? Like, do people – are people annoyed that the Ravens stadium isn't open? I don't think so. The, I mean, they, but they had player, uh, players' families out there watching. Right, um, last week. So I feel like the week. next, or I guess a few weeks. Yeah, so I feel like the next step after that is to have some fans. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, and like Maryland's numbers, I know the numbers are going up a lot of places, but the COVID numbers are keep on going down in Maryland. Like it's the percentage now is like two point seven six. It's really low the positivity rate. So, so we have Sunday night football against the Patriots in like four weeks. In about a month. Yeah, that might think think that that's a good time to open up the gates. I mean, I'm not going, but I say yeah, open them up. I'm not going. Really, you wouldn't go? Well, you wouldn't go if it was not COVID and they had a Ravens game. Well, I wouldn't go. Certainly, a Sunday night game. I got a bedtime here, right. people. If the uh, but Orioles had a baseball game right now in Camden Yards, you would be there. Yeah, probably. I mean, now yes, because it would be playoffs. But even if it was regular season, you'd be there. Yeah, probably. I mean, a little bit grateful because my schedule right now is insane, so I'm kind of grateful that there's no games for me right. to go to. But, but yeah, but no. It, um, next year, if they open it up at the beginning of the season and COVID's still a thing, yeah, I'm going to go to the game. Yeah, I'll wear a mask and go to the game. I'm cool with it. All right. But All right, let's get out of here. We did. We Half Ravens, half Orioles. I think that was about 50-50. Pretty close. Yeah. I think that might be the first time we've talked Ravens in like a year. Yeah. And you were so negative on the Ravens. Don't you feel like a jerk? Uh, give me a reason to be positive next week. Oh, my gosh. Don't. 
you let the Bengals score three points. You guys stink. Next time, don't let the other team score at all. Spoiled uh, Ravens fan. Let me say, I've got to record film study tonight. And uh, Ken sent me the, the show notes. And the very first thing says, intro, Josh and Ken banter about the win briefly and how it was a win without Lamar playing well. I don't know why he thinks it's going to be a fun little banter about, hey, we don't have Lamar. Lamar sucked, but the Ravens still won. Yay. Because my approach is way negative about that. So I'm going to rewrite that intro to say, hey, let's talk about how great the defense was. Well, I saw Preston's And we can talk about great. Lamar sucking Tuesday. I saw Mike Preston's Baltimore Sun grades, and all the defensive grades were A's, and all the offensive grades were D's. He said, Preston said, that was Lamar Jackson's worst game as a quarterback. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, you didn't watch him play his rookie season or in the playoffs against the Chargers. No, I did, but there he didn't try to throw it. He, tr- he just ran the ball. Yeah. Here he was, he didn't even try to run the ball, and he just overthrew, overthrew, overthrew. He didn't throw it that many before. Yeah, Lamar this needs was to... Lamar's worst game. And I don't think, I think Mark Andrews played a good game. Yeah, I, I, I think, think, I, I think Marcus okay. Brown was fine too. I thought Marcus Brown was fine yeah. too. Um, yeah, but Lamar has to run and pass to be the best. Yes. yes. That's what makes him uh, the best. The marvelous. The, yeah, yeah, the MVP. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's like if Tom Brady or, yeah. If it's Pete, if it's, it's like if Peyton Manning one day decided, I'm not throwing the ball anymore. I'm going to run. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Like to take away one part of their game. Like Alvin Kamara says, I'm not going to catch the ball anymore. I'm just going to be a running back and right. not receive anymore. I hope, it's just taking away I his hope greatest Lamar was a, I hope Lamar was a little banged up since he didn't practice with the That was the other thing. When you don't practice yeah. with the team, wouldn't you run more? What do you mean? And because you didn't have that week to connect with the your wide receivers. Well, then he, he, it but, said he had kind of a, a knee was banged up and the stomach right. flu. So, yeah, it was except, that too. Except if he had those issues, why didn't you put RG3 in for that second half? There was, we all knew the Bengals weren't coming back. Did we? You've seen, RG, you've seen RG3 play it recently? Was a, it was a shutout. Yeah. They got, they got a crappy three points. Because they decided that it's a shutout and we don't want to be shut out, so we're going to take the field goal instead of go for the touchdown. Right. You can save all your RG3, other... I could have just handed the ball constantly to Dobbins and Ingram and Edwards, and we would have been fine. All right. You can save your other Ravens hot takes for film study tonight. All right. We'll talk next week. All right. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Section 336. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always... Go O's and go Ravens.